0: once again to Rhythm Electric, the John Cairns Music Podcast. In this episode, Johnny Took from DMAs chooses his five favourite albums of all time. And they're so varied. What would yours be, by the way? Before we start the chat, don't forget to go to John Cairns Music at YouTube for more exclusive content. So first choice, Nebraska, Bruce Springsteen. What an amazing choice. I mean, when you think about that album... From the moment the lamenting harmonica comes in at the start, you know for the title track, and then you're on this you're on this kind of journey filled with characters and villains, aren't you? It's a really amazing record.
1: Yeah, I love it, man. It's one of my favorites. I also really love how like I don't know, I've heard stories where he like he re-recorded the whole he recorded the whole album, um, and basically ended up coming back to like. Um, you know, the, the album that we hear is like the demos they did on the four four track tape machine, you know? Yes. Um and um and uh, and he used to, his kitchen for the and the bathroom, uh for for reverb, you know. Um and uh yeah, and there are all those amazing stories, you know. I think they even made a movie from um, Highway Patrol Man, which is a, a guy who's the local sheriff and his his brother is um uh, the Indian Runner, I think the movie That's was it. called.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Um, Sean Penn did it, wasn't it? It was really good. I'm actually amazed that, that Tarantino hasn't made a movie out of the entire album. I'm actually surprised he hasn't.
1: That's a great idea. Isn't it?
0: Yeah. Obviously, he's drawn from factual things, but you kind of don't want to turn the songs off in case you miss the end. Do you know what I mean? It's gripping.
1: Oh, 100%, man. It's, um, he's got a real knack for it. It's funny, Um, uh, I think on these like, live and on Broadway he does like a big interview and stuff and, you know, he talks about how, you know, he's never actually worked in, a, um, in the factory, you know, but it kind of, he's, his father did and he's seen that and he's kind of made up these stories and even though they're not, they're fictional stories, there's so much truth to them. Yeah, of course. And I think that's what really connects with people.
0: Can you remember the first time you heard it, Johnny? I mean, uh, w- what was that moment of realisation? This was an album you were going to carry around for years.
1: Yeah, I do, actually. It was, um, I, was driving, um, to, uh, I was driving to, I was driving to play in the first band that Tommy and I was in, and we were, we, uh, it was called Underlights, and he was the drummer and I was the bass player, and um, our lead singer, Jack, we were, um, we were driving to, uh, to go to the bush to go write some music. And, um, and he played it for me there and he kind of, him and Darius, the other singer, they kind of, you know, they're a couple of years older than me and they kind of like opened up, um, my palette to a lot of different artists. And, um, I've got lots of fun memories about that time, you know, I was 19 years old, just finished school and like really falling in love with songwriting, um, you know, properly and, you know, the idea of, um, doing, being a musician as a, as a life choice was, um, you know, was was like on, on, on the cards.
0: How often do you play it? A lot of people have a favourite album, but they don't dust it down often enough and, you know, pull it off the shelf or on their phone or whatever they do. How often do you put your ears around it? Probably not as much as I should, but um, I quite often, um, when I do put it on, it's
1: quite often like if I'm on a plane or um, on a long drive in the car, because it's, um, it's
0: really soothing. Yeah, of course, yeah. No, it's a brilliant record. So I love the variety of your choices. Let's dive into White Light by Groove Armada. What a choice as well. And an album that was, when we talked about Nebraska, a bit of a rethink about how to actually put it out. This entire album is a rethink, isn't it? From Blacklight.
1: Yes. Yes. I've listened to both, but I prefer the White Light album. I think mainly because it kind of um, it's a less electronic bass. There's like more guitars and and real drums in it. Yes. Which is cool. But like this album was basically kind of like, I'm a bit weird with my listening choices these days. Um, I kind of like become really obsessed with one album or one artist. And then I listen to them for about six to eight months. And I don't really listen to much else. And this was one of those albums for me every, every morning going to the gym. Um, and every time I'd listen to it, I'd kind of pick up something new. And I was listening to it a lot. While we were um, making this new record, um, there's lots of the ways that like uh they sidechain at at different um intervals. You know, some are doing um you know quarter notes, and some are doing half bars, and and all that kind of stuff. And and I love the way there's all these like pulsating sounds, and they're not the most prominent sounds on our record, but they're in there, and they 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 give it like a um a swagger and a pulsing kind of vibe.
0: I mean, that whole album has a swagger. You're quite right. I'd prefer it too to blacklight i mean stuff like warsaw the way it kicks in with that and time and space oh. i think the, i think my favorite is still i won't need low it just it just it's hard to get past that song it's so good
1: yeah i think that's my one of my favorite as well that oh and paper romance is mm. that chorus is pretty undeniable but yeah i love in warsaw there's that um just that kind of like 303 um synth um that's in there it's really kind of acidy um but like but the but the whole song isn't acidy. It's like just that because that that synth has that sound and mm. um oh it's, it's a, it sounds it sounds brilliant.
0: No, you can really hear Andy and Tom's influences in there too, can't you? Because you're right, you've got that acidy sound. But that's they wanted to incorporate that in, and the whole album as as you said about swagger, it's almost got more of a rock feel to it too. What what I like about those guys too, they seem quite pretty understated as well in the sense that I heard a great quote. I think it was I think it was Tom who said it, and someone said, you know. Do people know who you are when you go out? I mean, if you, if you go to a gig, do people recognize you? And Tom said, people don't even recognize Made our own gigs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know, and, and they get on with it then. You just know that they're making the records they want. And that's what I love people doing. You know, there's no artists who deliver a record they want to make. And if someone else likes it, it's a bonus. That's, that's the thing, isn't
1: it? 100%. And that's the problem, especially when you start getting a little bit of success. You know, it's easy to go, well, you know, I'm going to try and make this album because they like this on this, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And the moment it starts getting, going down that territory, it starts sounding a little bit too contrived, I think. And um, I think you just got to stay true to yourself and make the music you want to make, you know.
0: And on an album like that and other choices we're discussing, you know, your level of commitment to an album. I heard someone say recently that they think that, you only really truly love an album when you've got it on vinyl, and you get it in every format you can. And how committed are you to the actual record as a, as a piece of art as well?
1: Oh yeah, um, I love that stuff. I really love um, the fact that vinyl is coming back. You know, and in, is in, in back, and and people because they you know they get they, they get the artwork, and um, you know it's nice and big. And then like you kind of you're forced to listen to it in a certain order, and I, and I think that's really cool.
0: And is that what you do? Have you a vinyl collection?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. It's not um, it's not huge, but um, because um, my dad has a massive vinyl collection, so when I was a kid, I used to um, you know, actually he had a really big CD collection at one point as well. That's kind of right. how I got into Bruce Springsteen. Um, I used to just go up to his CD collection and pick out random CDs and pulling out the river and I remember pulling out. I remember like I was like, who the hell of the birthday party? And yeah, yeah. There. Yeah, <laughs> and they were the later and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only picked it out because I thought it was a cool band name.
0: That's um, that's really interesting, though, what you were saying about being forced almost to listen to a record in a certain sequence, because the way we the way we have music delivered now, it's so easy to jump on your phone and stuff. But that commitment of maybe, you know, somebody years ago getting the bus into town. Walking in the rain to a record store, coming back on the same bus route with the with the record under your arm and putting it on, you're not skipping after that level of commitment, are you not?
1: Nah, I um, I'm still pretty old school like that. Even if on Spotify, you know, like I, I feel like the first time you listen to an album, you gotta kind of, you can't gotta kind of do it all the way through, you know.
0: Yes, of course, it's so important. Let's move on to. An album choice of yours that that thrilled me when I saw it coming in because the artist we're going to talk about now, Bob Dylan. Where do you start? But you've chosen my favorite Dylan record as well, "Blood on the Tracks." Good for you. That's your favorite as well. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. What an album, man. That's um basically. I've got a. I've even got a "Blood on the Tracks" tattoo on my shin. Um, I got that you know, ten years ago. It's- Just like um, do you know what it was? It was um. I remember uh, that that whole album is pretty much done in open D tuning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, that's right, yeah. which is I think D A D F sharp um, A D is what it's tuned to. Yeah, and it's got that sound to it, you know. Um, and um, and I just remember learning. I pretty much learned nearly every song on that album. Um, I think when I was when I was a kid, and um, yeah, what a record.
0: Yeah, that, that tune-in, that alternative tuning, threw me off because my favorite Dylan song is actually a simple twist of fate. I when mean, I picked up the acoustic to play it, I got completely lost immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: hundred you know? percent. It's um, uh, yeah, I was kind of only writing in that tuning
1: for a while when I was when I was younger, and I just picked that album because it was, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't come back to it all the time, um, mm. but it really like it's one of those albums that um, really got me into lyric writing um and just i'll just be blown away by by his words and but to tell you what a really interesting thing about bob dylan was everyone always talks about him and his lyrics but his melodies man his melodies yeah, are of course bloody amazing
0: yeah i mean look at the opening three tracks and that you know tangled up in blue simple twist of fate you're a big girl now i mean that's that's an embarrassment of riches there isn't it i mean it's an incredible trio to open yeah.
1: yeah oh man and then idiot wind like that. yes but that's one of my, you know, that's one of my favorites as
0: well. Yeah, I think he redid stuff on it again. Johnny is not the thing that apparently when he finished the record, it was essentially a breakup album about his wife, wasn't it? About his ex-wife, and he re-recorded some stuff because one of his family said it sounds too sad. I think this is true. And then he went into a studio, re-recorded some stuff, and because the album sleeves had already been printed, there were some musicians didn't get their credit on it. That's the story, anyway.
1: Oh wow, wow! I didn't know that. Very cool. I remember my my mate teaching me how to play that riff to meet me in the morning. That mm-hmm. you know, like um, mm-hmm. that that riff, and I was um, yeah, just like just super inspiring stuff. Oh, actually, do you know what my favorite? I forgot about this. Buckets of Rain. That is yes. maybe one of my favorite favorite songs ever written. I remember um my mate Jack playing that song to me um when I was a kid on on a porch, and I just was like, I'd never heard it before. And um and and I was like, who's that? He goes, oh, it's Gillan. And then you know, um, and I still play that song. I still do covers of that song to this day. And it's such a fun song to play on the guitar. And uh, all the lyrics are so clever and just so so good.
0: And again, a total change, a total extreme here. Let's go for Chemical Brothers and further an album of about it's probably about fourteen, fifteen years old now. But what a good choice again, Johnny. Even if only for swoon or Escape Velocity, eh? <laughs> yeah man well um
1: yeah this album was just huge for me it really um it kind of um unlocked me into the world of electronic music mm. and just every song escape velocity or right but like another world like the way um there's that um big uh lfo kind of whoop, 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 whoop things, yes. and there's like so many hooks and like um K plus D plus B was like one of those songs that cause it's got like natural sounding drums. But like, that's what I love about like Groove and Mata, uh, well, particularly White Light and this album. is Yes, there's some dance stuff, but there's also a lot of like rock sounding drums on it.
0: Yes, of course. I think that's their trick, Ed and Tom, isn't it? Because it's sort of like, I've always think, as I'm sure, you know, you do too, that they they always approach electronic music almost with a rock kind of sensibility to it that you can they're like a stadium rock band and in, in their approach do you know what i mean
1: 100 percent. and um even as i was
0: you know listening to
1: a lot more electronic music when when these like through listening to these guys um i quickly found out that i don't love a lot of electronic music and the the kind of common uh you know ingredient was it was the electronic music that was done with rock drums. Was the stuff that really brought me in, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not, I'm not. I'm not. That's not exclusive, but you know, what I mean, I just kind of. Um. That's just kind of where I landed.
0: It just adds life to it, doesn't it? It takes a record that might be clinical or a wee bit cold, and and really heats it up.
1: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it gives, gives it that
0: swagger. No, it's a great album, and you know. Again, it's one of those, I love the way you can discover an album at any time. You know, that's what's perfect about them. It's like a book or a movie you haven't read or seen before in the sense that it could be 40 years old, like we were doing with Nebraska, or it could be two years old. And, it, you know, it, it holds it for you. You just always don't have to be listening to something that's out this week.
1: Yeah, that's right. And this album is like, I um I remember about a year ago in lockdown, I got into running a bit. Um. Uh, and I would listen to this album and every single time I listened to it, I would hear something new, mm. you know, mm. some synth sound or some rhythmic feature or something, you know, that was like just completely brand new. And it was just like, that's what I really love about the Chemical Brothers. It's like, I can always put them on and I hear something in a new way. Oh, and also I got married, mm-hmm. me and my wife, Haley Mary, our first dance was to Swoon brilliant
0: brilliant
1: yeah that was that was pretty cool and then when when it dropped and it goes you know the drums come in yeah. and then like you know we had a big wedding it was like 250 people and then everyone joined us on the dance floor it was awesome
0: congratulations by the way i didn't get my invite johnny i must have missed that yeah that no, was in the mail <laughs> no, again a great commitment to an album if it's your wedding song on there how cool yeah very cool so we'll go bang up to date then, Johnny, for the last choice. Gorillas, Cracker Island. And talking about talking earlier there about hearing so many different sounds and, and things going on, it seems like everything but the kitchen sink is in there, but somehow it works.
1: Yeah, man. I re- I just um you know, I actually hadn't heard an album in a while that had kind of really like um, you know, caught my attention. Like, you know, like a modern album. Um I know there are a lot a lot of great albums out there, but just ever ever since this one's come out, I just I haven't really stopped listening to it, and I really I just love the production, and um, and yeah, Damon Albarn's amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, Damon is a bit of a genius in the sense that you know I, I love the way someone can, you know, come through different chapters of music in their life, obviously Blur, and and moving on to do the things he's done in the solo stuff as well, and that's where you learn, Johnny, isn't it? It's doing different things and kind of opening your mind to stuff.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And it's a scary thing, you know, um, doing that in the public eye, because that's what you—that's what you kind of have to do as an artist, essentially. You know, like you got to take chances, and and you know that's one thing we've done. Um, with our, we could have made our first album, Hills End, which is like is a jangly kind of, not lo-fi, but you know um more understated record and i don't want i wouldn't want to make that album four times round, you know what i mean and i don't think it would make it kind of less special i think you got to keep moving and i really admire Damon album for that i was a big fan of the good the bad and the queen as well um i thought that yes, was a pretty yes. brilliant album and i just like the way that he keeps keeps pushing the boundaries and you know reinventing himself and i really love the idea of um, having features like i love like different singers on on the record
0: they do that so well. I mean, from Stevie Nicks to Tame Impala to Bad Bunny, it, it, again, the whole spectrum's covered, isn't it?
1: 100%. I really love that Silent Running song as well. So, that, that hook, it's so good.
0: Mm, I, I, love, um, I love the title track, and I really like um, Tarantula as well. I mean, there's so much to love on there. Yeah,
1: no, nah, nah, yeah. that's brilliant, man.
0: You were mentioning bass earlier in terms of, like, a real sort of live-sounding bass. I think the bass on Cracker Island... Sounds particularly good as well. It's really jumping out.
1: Oh yeah, that's Thundercat, mm. isn't it? He's, he's um he's brilliant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: I love that. It's um once again, it's you know when um it's making like when you're making electronic music. It's well, actually, I've done a, quite a few sessions with Louis from Confidence Man. He's a good friend of mine, and and just um it makes such a big difference when when you're doing electronic music, but everything is kind of still hand played you know what I mean? Like yes, it's of easy course. Because when you're producing music, it's easy just to um to draw notes in. And, and there's no right or wrong answer, obviously, to making music. But one mm. thing I learned of him is there's still, like, that human aspect to it, even though the sounds are synthesized. And I think that's really important. Absolutely.
0: Johnny, it's been a pleasure having you, choosing your five albums on the podcast. Thanks so much, man. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Have you heard this band called Thus Love? This Love? They're called Thus Love, T-H-U-S really good man it's a really strong no. indie sound to it they're still quite unknown but i've been playing their album to death yeah it, it sounds like a mixture of the cure and the smiths and maybe iggy and the stooges it's, oh. it's just this mad mixture it's really really good really good man I'll, I'll listen i'll listen to
1: it in the um i'll listen to it in the car i've got a four-hour drive to london today Girl, enjoy it yeah 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 thanks man all the best <laughs>